sitting down with Indiana head coach Ray Lou, newly minted 2024 women's Big Ten champion, which we see some of them in the back right there. You can, uh, congrats, congrats. There's the Big Ten champion. <laughs> Ray, it's good to see you. Congrats on the um, championship. I mean, I have to ask just right off the top, what what were your expectations heading into this meet? Um, I'm curious because, you know, on we, we did not see this coming for you guys. We thought uh, Ohio State um, was going to five-peat um, yeah. on the women's side. And uh, and I'm, I'm curious what your thinking was heading into the meet and if this was something that was even on your radar. We thought we thought we had an outside outside chance. So um, that's kind of what our thinking was. And we debated a lot on who was going to be exhibition, who was going to be scoring. We really debated a lot on events like there was a huge debate on Anna Paplowski and two back versus hundred free and, and, and things of that nature. Cause we thought like, well, if, you know, if, if, if we're going to even have any sort of chance, we really have to, we really have to be sharp and near perfect. So that was kind of our thinking, um, at least from a coach's standpoint. Um, I think our girls probably had, you know, more of a, you know, more of a certainty that they could have a shot just by watching them. Um, this team has had a really, really good energy and, you know, they wanted to, for example, go undefeated in their dual meets, um, you know, season. And, you know, they really wanted to elevate the, the program in terms of like how we how we did. And so sometimes when a team sort of has a mind of its own like that, weird things can happen. <laughs> I love that phrasing. Um, and I mean, do, what do you attribute that to? Um just that that team wanting to elevate in that way i i would say that they have exceptionally good leadership um but they're like they're very together the entire team like they really have each other's back and you know this kind of started last ncaa's they they just had a fun you know, they went into that meet because like our Big Tens last year, they, they weren't real happy with it. Neither were we. And um, and then they just had a they had a lot of fun just playing games at NCAAs, you know, like every day they they'd meet up, put their phones away and play a game, you know, just to just to be together. And then, you know, we would get early there early to the pool and they'd be playing some game with their phone or trivia thing and they'd make us do it too. And, you know, they just had a real um, light, happy go lucky feel about them. And they just kept that going into this year. Um, and, and, and it, for whatever reason, it really works with this group of people. Like it takes the pressure away um, that, 
you know, that you feel from these type of competitions. And I think it frees them. You know, they had a freedom about them and they would, they cheered that a lot, you know, kind of like the brave heart freedom. <laughs> you know, like I just kept hearing that a lot. I don't even know if they've seen Braveheart, but um, yeah, just a really good, they really had a good energy and vibe, you know, talk about positive energy. They, they really have it. Yeah. That, which, I mean, that's, that's always great to hear. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know this. Did they go undefeated in the dual season? They did. And Michigan had them dead to rights. Um, and they had to win the last relay at the Michigan dual meet in Ann Arbor. And Michigan had been 310, two or three at their midseason. Mm-hmm. So it seemed unlikely because we'd only been 312. But they won that relay and that, that won them the meet by like a point. I think we were like 152 to like 148, something like that. So won it on the last relay. So in a way that that really prepared them for the moment that they faced, you know, in at Big Tens, like that that dual meet against Michigan was really hard. We we did not swim great. We were rusty, had had a long break between competitions and they were really ready to go. But um, they found a way to, to, to get it done. And I think that we'd already been in that moment, exact moment. So they, they knew what to do. Yeah. I, I mean, can you uh, – I want to ask about a few specific moments yeah. of the meet. But, you know, you brought it up. I mean, that was the moment of the meet. It seems like, you know, it's, it's the last race. You guys are behind by a point and a half, I think. You know, I mean, it's coming down to this: that who winner winner takes all. I think people were calling it a walk off. You know, it's, yeah, it was. It was. Um, I mean, that's what you want to, as a fan, that's what you want to see in sports, right? Like this, it's all it's all there. Um, how are you feeling as a coach, and how do you feel like the team reacted in that moment? Well, let me back you up a little bit. Like the, you know. Um, we were just hoping somehow to bring it to the last relay. It did not look good going into the final session. We still had to make up like over 50 points in that final session, which is really, really hard. I remember looking at prelims and being like, oh, Ohio State's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It looked, it really looked that way. And, and then just in that final session, things just started we really we had like maybe one person fall back like one um and had qualified lots of people in eighth and just just they started going one way we started going the other and like we we were openly talking about me too and i'm like like a very superstitious person but i was like i just is it too much to ask just to have a chance on this last relay and like after every event passed, I go, do we still have a chance on the last relay? And they would be like, yes. Um, you know, because we, we had people like following it a little right. more closely. I was trying to just stay in the coaching moment. So we knew Skylar had to like win that platform. And um, and I, so I think that's a big part of it, because if she doesn't win it, we can't even, you know, we can't win the meet at all. So mm-hmm. Skyler did a handstand with the highest degree of difficulty that she does on the last dive. And, and no one does that. And I was like, Drew, what, what was up with that handstand? And he goes, we discussed it in January 
And she goes, this is what I want to do at Big Tens. And Drew was like, well, you've got it reversed. Like we don't do the handstand on the last dive. It's just like too hard of a dive to put that much on. And she goes, no, 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 no. I'm doing the handstand on the last dive. <laughs> and he goes, all right. <laughs> and then like she, she does it and she had, I mean, she needed a dive with enough degree of difficulty and to hit it to just get it to the relay. And then she gets it to the relay. And, um, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. Cause like, you know, there's lots of, we have a rivalry with, uh, with both Michigan and Ohio state and the Michigan girls came up to our girls and said, don't get us wrong. We want to win this relay, but we want you to beat Ohio state, <laughs> you know? So it was the three team battle the whole way. And, um, you know, Ohio State kind of put all their chips into the center of the table by going Fulmer in the three hole. And I mean, we were so far behind, but that that's their best gal. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they left their weakest leg for the end. And uh, Christina Pagel is becoming one of the one of the, the better relay swimmers in the NCAA. And I mean, I don't know. In, in a way, I just felt a peace the whole time. Like I was not as stressed out as I as I think I normally would have been. Even with the relay DQ that we had, you know, we put Anna Peplowski on the fly leg. We've never done that. She's never gone off a breaststroke. We won the relay. We would have won the relay, but we left early. But I was like, I was okay with it because like that we're trying to win. And we were, you know, to do that, we had to win relays and and you know beat them. And so in a way, like my wife gets back to the hotel because she comes to these meets and she goes, are you okay? And I go, yeah. I mean, cause we're, we're swinging, you know, we're swinging for the fences. And if you don't swing for the fences, you can never hit a home run. And, and so, you know, luckily it worked out that a, a relay disqualification didn't decide the meet. that would have been a bummer either way. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, that was such a big swing in itself. And that's another moment I wanted to, to just ask you about of having a relay DQ'd for you all. And then the next night having Ohio state's relay DQ'd and getting you kind of right back into the yeah. picture of, 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 yeah, being able to win, you know, having a chance. Yeah. Well, that, that's another characteristic I think of this team is, is their, they've really grown a lot and their resiliency is, is really remarkable. Cause that, that was a very devastating moment. Um, especially to Anna Peplowski. She, um, she had lost the 500 free, um, and had swum a race strategy that kind of played into Katie Crom's hands. Cause she, Katie's a really good finisher. And, you know, in that kind of race, Anna needs to be out front and Katie gets her in the 500 free. And then, you know, she jumps, in, in the relay and we had met a little while before. And one thing that, you know, we're, Anna's trying to work on is being able to be under pressure and then perform like being an a final do, do, you know, be able to perform under, under extreme pressure in the bright lights. And she goes, Ray, I don't know if I, I don't know how to move forward from tonight. I, I, I really don't know how I can do that. And I said, well, that's exactly what we talked about, you know, a month ago in the office about how important it is. And now, now you have the opportunity to do that. And so she, she goes, I just forced myself to like move on because, because it's, it's done. And, um, you know, and, and, and our team had a pretty good session.
Friday morning. wasn't wasn't great, but had a pretty good session. And I'll give Ohio State credit too. They came back from their relay DQ with a great session. So both sets of women really showed all the characteristics that you want out of young people where, you know, this stuff's not the end of the world. Um, and you got to get back up and get back on the horse. So I really have a great deal of respect for, for both teams and both coaching staffs. Yeah. I, um, I mean, cause it seems seemingly both teams had a lot of success over the course of the meet and a lot of, you know, setbacks or things that didn't go their way. And I assume that's most conference championships or, you know, yeah. most big meets with, with the big teams. Well, th there was also another moment in prelims where we had a breaststroker tie for 24th <laughs> and she had to do a swim off and she's like crying and I can't do another one. And um, her teammates talked to her. I talked to her. And um, she snapped out of it. She won the swim off with a pretty good time. Was this and the 100 or the 200? This was the 200 breast on the last day. <laughs> oh my God. And so she she wins the swim off. She's a Malayne 8 in the C final and then wins the C final. And 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 I go, it was McKenna Lesky. And I go, without that, we do not win this meet. And And she was like, I go, how'd you turn yourself around? And she goes, really, it was how the girls talked to me. And she goes, and the way you talked to me. And I go, I go, what, what did I go? What did I say? And she goes, you've just never talked to me that way before. And I just felt like I was going to win because <laughs> like we work hard in the breaststroke group. And I, and I was just, I just told her, I go, look, like you could do like two more of these, three more of these and be just fine. And, and then she, she won the C final and we always look at winning the C final or winning the B final as like you're winning the one, you know, ahead of yourself. Cause the win in the C final and last in the B final, that's only two points. Same thing for B to A. So we just try to look for those opportunities. And I just, I, I still am in a state of shock that we made up that amount of points. Uh, I really, I'm so grateful to even have had the opportunity to watch the meet, to, 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 to just be this passive observer watching these amazing women do something that I don't think it's ever been done because you can't get any closer than a half a point. And you're talking about 1,359, 58 points. It's, it's just crazy. Like the probability is, you know, it's like, like winning the lottery for <laughs> us, swimming lottery. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I um I coached on a on a club team and the first time that the team won the sectional yeah. meet over over the other team that had won it for the last you know I don't know two decades or something we won by three points on the last relay yeah. and it was a similar thing where you look back and you're like each little swim Matt like every yeah. little story of this whole yeah. four day five day experience like mattered because because yeah. if anything goes the other way. It doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. No, and people were like, have you ever been through that before? And I go, I was uh, in 2005, my men's team lost to Minnesota on the last relay by three points. And it, it came down to relay placement. Like, they had to win. Like, we – the at best Big Tens. Yeah, at Big Tens. The best we could do, like, like performance-wise was to get, like, third. 
and then we needed Northwestern to beat them. And Northwestern, this is in the Grievers' time period, they were uh, leading Minnesota until like the last lap. And kind of similar, like we were behind in that form free relay until the last lap, until the last lap, like we were down, down mm -hmm. big. And, and it was just so exciting. I mean, I'm just happy for swimming because this was like a great show. This is what swimming, collegiate swimming is capable of. Cause like, even like I've got neighbors that know nothing about swimming and they've gone back and watched and they were like, that was entertaining. <laughs> and they know nothing about swimming or diving, but that, you know, it was just, it was phenomenal, you know, spectator experience and fan experience. Just from from that perspective, I mean, it, it seems like there has been a much bigger emphasis on spectator and fan experience and swimming it, as a whole as a whole collegiate season over the last few seasons. And like you said, you know, you've been doing this a long time. You've been in, at Indiana for 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 a long time. How do you feel like you've adjusted? You know, to see your women go undefeated this this season in dual meets. Um, how how do you feel like? had to adjust though to make sure that i feel like i feel like dual meets are a lot different now than they were maybe a yeah. decade ago or, 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 or even five years ago well they are like our last dual meet um it was louisville wisconsin and some of those times were pretty similar from the meet we just had and we have not been suiting up and of course you see people wearing technical suits for dual meets now and the dual meets are just like incredibly fast and I think you sort of have to accept part of that as a reality that that's 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 there. I mean, I'm kind of a little more traditional. I'd, I'd rather not do it. But, you know, um, Arthur Alviero was really insistent on doing it. So like Yuri and myself, we uh, acquiesced and, and that was a great dual meet. I mean, you saw some, you know, Ching and, you know, Wagoneer go 930s, like both, you know, like one of the better thousand races. Uh, it was, and it was a really entertaining dual meet because it, it was faster. So I think swimming faster is not a bad idea. And, and then some of the stuff that has been done, you know, like skins races, things like that. I think, I think we really need to um, open ourselves up to the possibility of like, you know, trying to entertain our, you know, our, our constituencies better you know, by maybe combining championships because there's great women and great men and bringing them together. And, you know, and I, I hope people are open-minded to doing that and trying to move into bigger venues like the IU Natatorium, which seats around 5,000 or arenas. Um, I would really love to see swimming take those next steps at the collegiate level because we've seen it at world championships. We've seen it at Olympic trials where, you know, other organizations are, are trying to do big, exciting things. Agreed. Yeah. So I, and I, I feel like that's, that's slowly happening now, but yeah. like, you know, the, this was just a, a, a conference championships, but it, it seemed like this, this was one step in that direction. Certainly. It, it was just incredible fun, incredible yeah. fun. I mean, it really wasn't stressful in a weird way. And, and trust me, as a, as a coach, I, I certainly feel stressed, but like I was like enjoying it, watching just just this great battle. Well, and, and like you said, you you guys were kind of at least mentally for yourselves, I'm guessing you were kind of the underdog in that yeah. you, you think you had a chance, but it wasn't like you were 
supposed to yeah. win. And so you were swinging for the fences. And I think there's the, that feeling of relief comes or that feeling of, of being at peace comes when you're like, I've put it all out there. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I'd also say this, like the, the vast improvement of Michigan and Wisconsin, that has brought parity and, you know, that, that made what we did made that possible. I believe like, you know, Ohio state wasn't as dominant, not because of, you know, the way they swam or dove it's, it's the conference is improving. And then you're adding in UCLA and USC next year, USC being a team that can kind of contend and win right out of the gate. And it's just, it's, it's going to be really, really cool. You know, and you're going to see that in the ACC and the SEC, of course, too. So I think we're going to see some really cool, like, conference championships, whereas before, say, Texas just doesn't even – the Big 12 is like it's, – it's just like nothing. Now you're going to take those programs and, you know, put them in the SEC and, you know, they're going to have to, like, go all in, and they will, and it's going to be exciting. Can't wait. Agreed. Yeah, I think yeah. next next year it will be a lot of fun to see. Yeah, how every how everyone adjusts to their new conference yeah. realignments. Um, and so you're not even you're not even done. You're you you are kind enough to take the time to talk with me right before you're getting on a bus to head to Ohio State for the men's meet. Yeah. First, how, how do you how do you make that turnaround? I mean, you're you're home for like uh, two days. Yeah. You know, um, it, I try to plan well in advance. So, so I try to like write workouts a couple weeks in advance this time of year, and then I'll fine tune them as I go. Um, but like, I, I try to have like the things I can have done in advance. I try to do that. And then I, I just try to really spend time with my family on Sunday um, and, and see if I can come, come down off like the high of competition that you, that you feel. And then, and then I think it's just important to get back into the normal routine on Monday. So even though we're kind of physically and mentally exhausted, both athlete and coach, we try to just get back to our routine. Um, and um, I won't lie, I'm, I'm still feeling it. Um, and, you know, it gets a little harder as the years go by to like rebound, but um, I'm sure I'll be fine by tomorrow. And um you know, I think that the kids deserve that we bring 100% energy, you know, to whatever the competition. Because for them, that's this is their this is their their season, you know, from a conference standpoint. So, so uh, yeah, I just try to try to step up to the plate. I mean, they're doing the heavy lifting. You know, <laughs> we're just we're just coaching. So, yeah, um, I mean, so a kind of a different uh, different kind of the opposite ball game heading into the men's meet where you guys are the two time, three time defending champs. Yeah. I really don't keep track of that stuff. <laughs> I, I go into all these meets like, Hey, it's anybody's game. So I try not to think too much about being an underdog or a favorite. Um, I just try to keep it simple with our athletes. Let's, let's go in and try to have a good meet and control what we can control. So I don't, I try not to get wrapped up in that and, also recommend that the team not think too big of themselves or too little of themselves. So we're going in there knowing that, Hey, there's some really good teams here and we just have to have a good, have fun. I don't, 
I, I think that's it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a great note to end on. I don't know if there's anything else to say. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, no. But I go if you, you know, if you can go watch the the meet on the replay of the Big Ten, you know, Big Ten Plus, I would do it because uh, if you haven't seen it, it's it's just awesome. It's really awesome. And even in even in some of the replays, you can hear the announcers and their emotions. So. I think this was really good for swimming. So, and and again, I take my hat off to Ohio State. They've been a great championship team, and they gave everything they had. And it's it's too bad there was a winner or a loser in, in this competition. But super proud of everybody involved. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim Podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.